Hey, podcast people, how's it going? Azrin the Language Nerd here. Hope you're doing very, very well on this fine Wednesday afternoon or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you're listening to this podcast episode. I'm your host, as per usual, Azrin the Language Nerd. You can find me primarily on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, LinkedIn, TikTok, and of course, on Twitter. My username and all these platforms is identical. It is at polyglotazrin. That is spelled P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T-A-Z or Z, depending on your country, R-E-N. You can, of course, also uh, search Azrin the Language Nerd on whatever your favorite social network is. Again, that is spelled A-Z or Z-R-E-N, the Language Nerd. And welcome to another podcast episode. I'm very, very excited, as per usual, to be recording this one here. We're going to kick things off today by answering two questions from different followers. The first one here comes from, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, Bebe, BB, I'm not sure how to pronounce it unfortunately, but I will read the question regardless. The question is as following, hey Azarin, thank you for taking the time to read my email. So I wanted to ask how many jobs, er, I'm sorry, I wanted to ask you how many jobs can I apply for? I'm graduating college this year and I love languages. It helps me open my eyes to the world. My native language is Arabic, and I would say that my English is very good. Also, I'm a level one in Hindi, and I'm learning French this year, so overall, I would love to be able to do half the things that you do because you're an expert at this. So this is why I'm asking you, and I hope to hear from you soon. So essentially, this person is graduating college this year, and they want some job advice to get to be able to do something in the field of language learning. I've answered this a variety of times across a variety of platforms, but hey, let's uh, let's answer this one once again and let's try and get it really specific based on this particular person's question. So I think if you're graduating college soon, and maybe some of you listening to this are going to be graduating soon too, so this is going to be very applicable to you. Um, I think there's a few things. There's very traditional things that I just highly recommend. I highly recommend just sending your resume out and applying at different places that catch your interest. So if you want to be a teacher, great, go apply for teaching jobs. Go get the education you're going to need if you need additional education and start applying. You want to do some translation, go apply for translation jobs. You want to go do uh, something in the travel and tourist industry, go send your resume, go apply. Do the tra- Follow the traditional routes to finding a job. I think that's a very, very good idea. A few good places to start if you're going directly within the field of languages is tourism, is uh would be so tourism um teaching interpreting slash translation those are three very very common avenues that that you might explore that are definitely going to require some kind of language that may or may not that will likely require some kind of language skill set there are others to look into as well but it's a little bit less concrete it's going to be a little bit more based upon your other skill sets So for example, maybe you have a skill set in business, so you might actually start a business that implements and that uses your languages. Or maybe you've got a, maybe you are doing customer service in Spanish. I had a friend of mine who had a customer service job, but it was in French. He got the job because he spoke French. So another thing I would highly recommend is that you look into positions in other interests or skill sets that you have and and, and see if you can get the job because you have a particular um, a particular skill set with languages. Now, when it comes to job hunting, I do have one viewpoint that I don't know how common it is, but it is something that's always worked really well for me. I think it's an it, you should at all times, regardless of if you have a job or not, 
you should always be spending a percentage of your energy seeking out and keeping an eye open for other types of employment opportunities. So I've said this before, right? I've got certain people I keep in touch with, certain contacts, certain friends, certain acquaintances, and we keep in touch. And literally, I do it because A, I like them, so it is a real relationship. But B, I know that if I ever need another job, if I need to change careers, if I need to do something differently, I've got some people that I can go ask that could potentially open a door for me. And even me right now, this is very meta. When you look at my work right now, the work that I'm doing, I choose to run my work and my job in a way where I could leave. I could change jobs. I'm connected with hundreds of people across my city and quite a few people online in a variety of different sectors, right? I do, I, 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 I'm networking at all times. I'm networking at all times because you never know. You never know if I need to change jobs. I never know if I stop liking what I'm doing. I never know what opportunity comes across my plate. I've gotten some very interesting phone calls from people literally just because I was doing a good job with networking, right? Doing a good job with networking and stuff comes across my plate that I didn't know was even an option. I had a cool opportunity. Again, some of these don't pan out, but it only takes one opportunity to properly work. I had one literally just the other day to get a job with the government of, of Can uh, the government of Canada, the federal government. Now, this one didn't work out uh, for a variety of reasons. The primary one is I would have had to move cities, so that didn't work out, so I didn't even pursue it further. I had another one that opened up as well with the government about a year ago. Similar circumstances, they caught me at a weird time where that was not something that I could have taken whatsoever or pursued in a very diligent fashion. So that was another kind of like shoot, didn't work out. Um, I had another one with the Red Cross. That one was kind of, eh, I, I suppose, wasn't really great, but it was a cool opportunity, but didn't fit me. Right, I had another one. This one still might happen. A really cool opportunity with a Japanese high school, which I'd never even thought would cross my plate. Again, came through networking. The office space that I currently use in Calgary was a serendipitous networking thing that came to me. I got some new students this week because of networking. There's so much that's happening because I'm always networking. So my perspective of job hunting is you've got to do the traditional things because you're going to want work. You're going to want a job. And a lot of those traditional things are going to be, are, are going to work. And hopefully it's going to help you find some kind of work and find something. But at the same time, ultimately, I think you always have to be networking, right? Networking at all times, because the real cool jobs, the real things in my experience, at least for me, I don't know if this is for everybody, but for me, a lot of it's always come because of my networking kinds of skill sets. So I think that is something to be thinking about at all times. If that fits your personality, if that rings true for you, if you're hearing this and you're going, huh, maybe he's right. Again, not for everyone, but some of you definitely need to be hearing this and it's going to work for you. Um, so that's something as well that I highly, highly recommend. Now, for people who are just graduating college, the one thing I will say, I'm 27 now, so I'm still super duper young. But my college days, my university days are kind of behind me. I've got, I got my degree, what was it, six years ago? Something of that nature. I will say this, I'm way more skilled today than I was six years ago. I'm better at, I'm more employable today than I was six years ago. And that's important to realize. If you're getting close to graduating college, I need you to realize that you are still not very skilled. You are not a very skilled individual for the workplace. Most likely not. So what does that mean? This means that you need to spend the next chapter of your life 
actually becoming skilled, becoming good at different things, expanding your skill sets, deepening the skills you already have. You need to become more employable. That's literally the, the that's literally what I'm doing now. I'm 27. I'm still doing that. I'm working and I've, I've got my thing going. You guys definitely, a lot of you think it's a much bigger business than it really is. A lot of you are, you, a lot of you look up to me in term, and think I'm way more successful than I really am. That's important to mention. Like I have, it's a very humble business, guys. Like I'm, I'm really still developing myself personally because what I'm really doing, the game I'm playing, at least as of right now, is I'm, yes, trying to grow the business. Yes, trying to do that. Yes, meet my short-term financial needs, paying bills, seeing friends, having money, of course, right? But the real thing I'm doing is I'm waiting till I'm 35. I'm trying to become really, really skilled so that when I'm 35, 39, 31, 52, I'm really skilled and then I'm ready to go do something that's rad, that's amazing. And that's a different perspective. Most people are going, I want to find a job. I want to do that, which by the way is great. You should want to find a job. That's a fantastic. You got to take care of your short-term needs. The same way that today I sent some text messages out to people because I want to close some freaking sales. I need money, right? I'm doing the short-term stuff too, but you, but I'm more focused on the long-term things because that's the stuff that's really going to pay me dividends and land into a land me into a very good place. So I think that is probably the best way to view. You're coming out of college. You want to work in languages. Great. Go. You want some practical things? Go DM every single person that has something going for themselves in languages. Actually, here's something real practical. Oh my God, this is super practical. Ready for this? I wish I said this first. Good Lord, we're nine minutes and 52 seconds in. And I'm saying this now. Good Lord, this should have been said first. Go send a direct message to everybody, like, like 500 people who all have something going for them in the field of languages. Me, app designers, Steve Kaufman, go to like anyone you know in the language, anyone who's working in the language learning space and be like, yo, I wanna work for you. Can we work something out? I can work for free. I can work for minimum wage. What do you need help with? Explain your skill sets, what you can help, do your research on the person, figure out what value you can add. I promise you, you will get work. I promise you. I promise you, if you do that, if you pick 500 to 700, 500 to 1,000 people and you're smart about how you engage with them, how you interact, what that message looks like, what you offer, how you price your services, maybe you do it for free and then it leads to work later down the line. If you do that, I guarantee within one year, every single person who actually goes and does that, you will have a job that you're happy with. Might not be the best job, might be an awesome job, might be something in between, might be part-time, might be full-time, who knows what that'll be, but you will have work. And if you're smart about it, you'll have work that you're happy with and that you like, and that's up your skill set, that's in languages, and this, that, the other thing. So that, I think, is a very practical piece of advice that I can give you. All right, changing gears. I have another question that I'd like to answer here. Uh, excuse me here, I'm just gonna open it up on my phone. So this question comes from Henry. Okay, so Henry says, uh, we are going back and forth, but he basically says that he's created, uh, he's created an app and I'm going to, I'm going to actually uh, read this question out and summarize it, but he's created a, a, an app that uses spaced repetition. And basically he said that he, he wants to know if I have any advice for finding early users who would like to use it. That's kind of what he's trying to solve now. And then he said, how did you build your community? So let's let's uh, let's break this down. 
So for, um, let's break this down into two things. How did I build my community? Um, first of all, a lot of work takes a lot of time and effort. Now, what I do at that time is I make a lot of content, right? Five, 10, 15, 20, 25 pieces of content a day. I'm across all social networks. I have a podcast, I have a YouTube, I have a Facebook, I have an Instagram, I have a Snapchat, I have a TikTok. So let's start there, make a ton of content, 20 pieces of content every day across all networks, right? I also want you to, so that's, that's a start. That's still not enough, you gotta start there. Next, you have to be reaching out to people every day to collaborate in some way that makes sense. So you will have to do research on who you're reaching out to, to see how can you collaborate with that person. Maybe you're gonna sponsor them. Maybe you're gonna pay so that they talk about your thing, right? That's a great idea. I think you need to do that. I think you need to post on any online social, um, not, not social media, any online classifieds website you can find globally. So Google like classifieds websites Canada, classifieds websites America, classifieds websites, blah, blah, blah. Post on their classifieds websites about your app. It's, gonna, it's not gonna be super lucrative for you, but you'll get probably five people out of that. Contact every single language learning club, every single language learning organization, anyone you can find and ask them if they'd be willing to, 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 to promote your app to get the first early users. If you do those, you're gonna start getting your first early users immediately. Um, and that's just a starting point. Like that's a starting point. If you do that, you're on a great start. If you got some money, run some ads. Google, how do you run Facebook ads, Instagram ads, Snapchat ads, TikTok ads? How do you run Google AdWords? Google it, Google it, look at the pricing, run a budget, figure out which ones you wanna run, what makes sense for you, run some advertisements on social networks. Ultimately, that's, that's a lot of the stuff that I do. Everything I listed out is stuff I have done or currently do. So it's a lot of work and effort. It takes a lot of time and effort into marketing. And so those are a lot of the tactics that I use. So that was, those are some of the things that I did to build my community, a lot of it, and I'm still doing it. In fact, I'm not even happy with how much I'm doing it nowadays. I'm so caught up with other tasks and I'm not happy with how much of that kind of stuff we're doing. We're not doing enough. We're growing a lot slower than I would like to be because I'm not putting the right attention on those kinds of tasks. So that's a real problem. I need to fix that. I'm getting away from some of the early stuff I was doing, which is a real issue. So, but that'll work, man. That'll work for you. That, that's a great way to build your community. You need to also be very, it's not all about growth as well. It has to be, you have to care about each person in the community as well. You have to answer their questions, right? You have to answer all your messages, reply to every comment. You have to do surprise and delight things for your followers. I've done it two or three times now where I've put like a $30 Starbucks card on my different social networks. Like, hey guys, go nuts, help yourself to Starbucks. I've done that, like, right? Caring about your community, answering their questions, right? Making it about them is very important. But ultimately, I think if you're looking for those early users, man, you got to start hitting, knocking on doors. You got to start asking, right? Those 20 pieces of content a day will help you, right? Using hashtags, like that's going to be, a, that's going to get you some initial people who, who, who learn about what you're up to. Uh, DMing and reaching out to people, be like, yo, man, I'm looking for the early users. Uh, would you be willing to talk about my app or give it a try? Some people will say yes. I think I said, did I say no? I mean, I'm not going to try it, to be honest. I, I don't really use a lot of apps. So me personally, I'm not going to. And I don't really promote stuff that I personally haven't tried myself. And so I'm probably not the best person, but there's so many people who will. So many who will, man. There's a lot, there's a lot. So that's a really, really good starting point for you, bud. Henry, hope that is helpful for you. So 
Anyway, um, let's wrap this up here. Been going for about 16 minutes. I hope this is a good podcast for you guys. Hope it was useful. And we'll chat later. Bye for now. See you.